welcome back to Strange Stories with the Seeker and the Skeptic. Today we have a very exciting episode. We have a team of paranormal investigators with us. They are local to Virginia and their group is called Spirit Guides Paranormal. We are very excited to talk with them today. So thank you all for being here. And in a minute, I'm going to have you each introduce yourselves. But first, I want to start with Donnie. So Donnie, I understand you're... Did you create this group? Or are you kind of the leader of the group? I founded the group uh, years ago. Yeah. And I'm also a Reiki master. Awesome. Me too. So what got you into doing paranormal investigations? Uh, I started seeing ghosts at the age of about five. Wow. Lived in a haunted house. Uh, I bumped into spirits all my life. My parents didn't believe me. Well, my mom did, but my dad didn't. <clears throat> he swore I was watching too many horror films, which I am a classic for all the uh, classic horrors. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah. So a lifetime of seeing spirits. Yeah, and then I started cleansing houses for people, and I would bump into spirits that didn't want to go, and I'm like, I'm not kicking you out. I just want all the negative out. So. Mhm. Then we, I formed a team of like-minded people, and got some gear, and we took off from there. That's awesome. So we have a father and son duo as part of the team. Both yeah. Joe? You both go by yep. Joe? Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So I'm going to go with older first, Joe. <laughs> so what got you involved with uh, Spirit Guides Paranormal? Um, well, actually, Donnie did. I met Donnie uh, at a public investigation out at Fleetwood Church. And I've always been interested in it. I'm sort of like Donnie. I've been, I grew up in a haunted house until about the age of 13. Um, uh, heard things, seen things. Uh, I don't see as much. But, uh, heard things, feel things, uh, premonitions, so forth. So I've always been interested. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't join until later on, but hey, as I say, better late than never. I <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, met Donnie at Fleetwood. I really liked what they did. Uh, I, you know, you grow up with these TV paranormal people, and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to actually want to help people. Um, I'm not in it for publicity or anything like that. So when I met Donnie, and I liked the way he did things, um, he watched me for what, a couple days, a couple weeks. <laughs> He sort of did a preempt interview that I didn't know about uh, at another place uh, <laughs> that we went to. And then the following week, he called me to join, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to join that group. Awesome. Uh, it's, been, it's been a great experience so far. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on on how a lot of the TV stuff is. All, all so much of that seems so performative, and it's it's really it's disappointing. Is really what it is. It is very disappointing, um, especially when there's people that really need help. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when you see things like that or you see them overreact, uh, as Donnie and I said, the only time I jump is when my eyes are closed and somebody touches me. Yeah. 
Right. Patty <laughs> can confirm that. Yeah. Um, they just, you know, those being so experienced and to see them do that, it's like, you, you know, they're giving out. They're selling themselves out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you see on TV, like instigating, you know, to get a reaction out of spirits. And that never sits well with me. Oh, no. No, I, I don't. That's one of the things that Donnie and I talked about. I would never do that because you don't know what you're instigating. We'll start there. Right. <laughs> right. We do um, not provoke. What was that, Donnie? I said we do not provoke. Nope. Yeah, do not provoke. Yeah, good. That's awesome. Anybody who does that deserves what they get. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, younger Joe, <laughs> what brought you to the team? Uh, Dad asked me to come along to one of the investigations and then kind of went from there. I mean, I've always kind of had a fascination with the unknown and, you know, just you know, always wanted questions, you know, I mean, always wanted answers to the questions that I had, you know, about, mm -hmm. you know, here, there, everywhere kind of deal, you know, mm -hmm. um, just a lot of unknown and a lot of answers to be found somewhere. So just that kind of drove me and, mm -hmm. you know, meeting Donnie and all that. And it was just kind of a cool little thing that they invited me to come along and I've kind of been here since. Awesome. And then he was assimilated. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How many Joe, people? Uh, young Joe is, is one great cameraman. He's caught stuff on film, both stills and video. He's awesome. And yeah. Joe is older. Joe <laughs> was he's he's great with questions and he's not scared. Yeah. And he's always been played with the spirits that's why i'm like hey and then i got him and then i got young joe and d was with me back in the day when we had a whole different name <laughs> unfortunately she isn't here tonight she was with you guys the first night it all went <laughs> yep so is that your entire team the i can't count four of you uh actually there's five of us Okay. Uh, we got a historian, uh, Richard Deardoff, and we actually have Krista Harris, but they're both sort of lay in the shadows. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And less needed, then they jump in. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about how you approach investigations. Like, what is the process? What kind of equipment do you guys use? Now, first of all, if we're going to a private home, I like to do a base reading, find out about the EMF in the house. I've been to some places that they were talking about the kids were having nightmares. Uh, they were having visions and stuff. And then you find a high EMF field in that area. And then you go through the house. It might have been a couple spirits in there, but the main thing was like there was a... Um, antenna the wires were run through the wall in the, the kid's bedroom and both their headboards were at that area so when i took the reading there it was so high i'm like can i suggest you move both their headboards away from this wall and see what happens and everything cleared up for them 
So it's, it's, it, we go with it scientifically, and we also go with our intuition. Mm-hmm. If we feel something, then we we talk. Joe's good. Joe Senior. All right, we got two Joes. We got Big Joe and go Little Joe. <laughs> Even though Little Joe's bigger than Big Joe, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> begin. But uh, yeah, he can pick up on stuff, and he's brought me into rooms like, oh yeah, we got it. You're 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 spot on. So we use our intuition, our sensitivity, and all to work at. That made any sense? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and that's a a great a great re- way to start, in my my opinion as well. I, my uh my younger brother actually uh has done a lot of this kind of stuff years ago and he had a friend who said that they that uh this this his, this friend of his and the, their family were were feeling weird things and, and seeing weird things and they were getting sick a lot and he brought an emf detector in there and the entire house was just maxed out the entire the all the way and it had turned out that this guy had hired an unlicensed electrician to rewire his house and the guy used the wrong kind of wire and it wasn't shielded enough. And they, 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 it cost them a lot of money to get this fixed. They had a, a licensed guy come in and rip out all the electric, put it all back normal, do it correctly. And they never had another problem like that. That is a thing that exactly. can mess with you for sure. You got to rule out that Thank physical you. stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, um, we did a case where, I had walked into a room and you just felt the heaviness in it, which you could feel with it a heavy EMF. And I had Donnie do a sweep and we swept the room and we were getting some EMF readings, but nothing real high. And I said, do me a favor, sweep across the bed. This is a, and, uh, the readings just on the bed. He put the, right on the bed, he put the, uh, the, the detector and all of a sudden that thing just was going off the wall and we knew there was no wires going right into the bed it was, right. it was impossible where that as soon as you moved it up higher where the wire should be it went down and it's a combination of both for me uh, if i feel something i want to make sure i'm not feeling what what i would perceive it should be mm-hmm. um it's always scientific first. I agree with Donnie on that. Uh, but when you get hit with it, well, you get hit with it. <laughs> yeah. I had actually, I think on that one, I had to leave. I had to leave the uh, building for about 10 minutes. I started getting migraines like instantly. And uh, I, had, okay. I had to walk out. Uh, went back in, of course. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but Donnie's good with that. We make sure we do those things. Even on, uh, even at Whitmore, we did some initial stuff uh, to make sure everything was kosher before we walked into the rooms. So. Mm-hmm. How often would you say there's like a normal, like physical reason for what people are experiencing versus there's like a spiritual thing happening or a, a haunting? It's 50-50. Okay. Because you can have, like, adolescence and all. You can have the environment in the house. Like, we were talking about the EMF being high. but then a couple of those. But then you can have the emotional factor. 
with kids and all, going through some sort of trauma, you know, separation of parents, things like that. And then you can have the medication aspect of it, of what the doctors got people on, and they're picking up on things that aren't really there. But then again, we bump into them. They're real. The people are not losing their minds, and that's why I wanted to, that's why I formed a team is like, People need somebody to help them with this aspect. And that's what I formed it to be. And then the team at one point went more for events, and I just brought it back to, hey, let's go. Get back to the, the ground roots of what we started. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. There's a lot of factors involved in the paranormal. Absolutely. And I'm sure it's very helpful for some people to, like, have – an answer you know like you're, you're taking your investigation and you're giving them like okay these are the reasons why this is happening to you which can help i'm sure reduce anxiety you know it's it's not something nefarious or anything like that it could be an electrical issue so i, I think that's a great right. service that you're offering people but you have a, you have an actual high emf nature wise mm -hmm. that changes everything besides the wiring so there's actually crystals, I can't remember them right off the hand, with will lower EMF in your house, natural EMF. Mm -hmm. But they're out there. I can't remember the name of them at the moment. I did not know that was a thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You're right, Brittany. It is very, to me, it's very rewarding. Um, when you go in, and even if you tell somebody it's electrical or it's, it's natural, uh, or if you tell them, the opposite or spiritual or something of that nature and you can help them deal with it or you help them in some other way it, it's a great feeling um you can ask donnie one again i haven't been with uh donnie but like almost a year and a half now i guess yeah um but just the places that we've been to help people it's when uh the one the one place that we were invited to, uh, the lady was extremely, even the next day, they were extremely happy. This was the first time they slept in peacefully in months. Wow. You know, it's just to hear that uh, yeah. was, a, was a great thing. So. That's awesome. How did you learn, Donnie, like, how to do investigations was this something that you researched or was it kind of just like intuition going with it a little bit of both i mean there's there's been places we'll do the research on the land because there's a lot of hauntings connected to the land mm -hmm. i mean where we're at it's civil war and indian land so you'll have both spirits interconnecting and interacting with people. So then you, if we, that's why we have Richard, he'll help us at, in help finding the maps and what natives and what battle may have been in that area. And we work with that because we have bumped into <clears throat> new houses. They're not haunted by anything that died there inside the house prior something that died on the land or something happened to the land tragic and we run into that and then we get those spirits to talk we've been on 
done a few investigations where people were remodeling their house, and the original owner was there mm-hmm. in spirit. And they were like, well, so they started rattling pans, making noises, light shows and everything else. And then they were they're like, uh, what, can you, what can you tell me? I'm like, well, one thing right now, they don't like this door closed to this room because that was their bedroom. Uh, it was a husband and wife. Uh, and you're getting ready to paint. They like this color green that you, you've got. They're like, what? I'm like, you got paint splotches? Yes. All right. Well, that green there, they want. <laughs> and they haven't had any problems since. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> For sure. So it's, like, it's like opening up. A, I've done another place where they were trying to remodel their basement. And uh, we were called in. And we bumped into a spirit in the basement. And the contractors couldn't get their equipment to work in the basement. It would shut off. wouldn't work at all. Take it outside and work. Bring it back in. wouldn't work. We got called in. Uh, I did a smudging. We contacted the spirit, told them what was going on, opened up a line of communication between them and the homeowners. Uh, we left. Contractor came back. Equipment was working. Like, what did you do? <laughs> well, I called a friend in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I grew up in a house my parents built and it was haunted, you know, and so we always knew something attached to the land. Unfortunately, we never figured out. I mean, they could still they still live there, but we never figured out like what exactly it was attached to the land. But there's a lot of strange things kind of in my parents little town that they live in that happened. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be an old house. Yeah. In fact, my uh, parents' house that he built in Orleans, uh, as soon as we moved in, I started having dreams and all, and hearing things, and it's like, all right, guys, they had like a little cellar in the back of the basement, it was open ground, but they didn't have a door on it, so I'm like, uh, the spirits are coming in through there, and of course, mom had heard them, my sister had heard the voices, uh, but until I left, Pop hadn't really heard anything. But after us kids left the house, of course, he thought the TV came on. There was a party going on in the living room. Uh. And he got out to see if the TV came on. The TV wasn't on, but he still heard the noise. And then when I came back later, my washing machine at the place I was staying at uh, died. So I needed to do laundry. And I came over to theirs and used a washer and dryer and I walk downstairs in the basement, and I come back upstairs and say, Ma, what happened? He goes, what do you mean? I said, there's a door on the cellar in the house. Why? <laughs> and they're like, oh, your dad woke up one night thinking the TV came on, and it wasn't on, and he heard the voices and remembered what you said. So he put the door on. We haven't heard him since. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. funny. That's wild. That <laughs> well, let me ask let me ask you this you you've kind of alluded a couple times here to uh to clearing houses can you give us like a, a overview what, what does that mean what what happens when you do that uh depending on what the, the client needs i mean uh i can smudge your house with herbs and all uh and then if like one of the investigations that joe and i did in pennsylvania it was a child being kind of tormented, um, and we found the spirit. And it, it, we were with another team that invited us, 
and his uh, ISTP, they're local too, uh, invited us to come up there. And they asked me to use my Reiki to push the spirit out of the house. And I did a little Reiki healing on the child myself. And but I pushed the spirits out of it, and last time I heard, everybody was doing good. So there's several ways to clean the house. And Brittany, you understand about the Reiki part of it, but yeah, there's several herbs that you can use that run them off. In fact, my house smells great all the time with sage, cedar, and sweetgrass. <laughs> sweetgrass very rarely, but lavender, cedar, sage. And then I use a palisanto stick, mm-hmm. and my team always has one unless a dog eats it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, just dog. Just young dog ages palisanto stick. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! The, the dog was okay. Oh my goodness! But yeah, that's the pocket stick. That's the thunder. That's the Thor's hammer for spiritual stuff. Yep. Palo Santo is my favorite. I I love it. It smells delicious. It's just, it's good. But I love, you know, you sharing that you can use Reiki to help. I mean, to help a spirit pass on. I mean, I'm assuming that's kind of what's happening. You can can use it. If if they're willing, you can open the door and Mm -hmm. allow them to transfer over. But in fact, I'm doing that depending on where you're at. That beacon goes up, then all the spirits come around there too. Mm-hmm. So you got to learn how to close that door and then put a protection up so that people don't have more spirits than they had when you got there. So it's how do you do place. that? How do you protect? <clears throat> I just put another shell over top of the house. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. shell of light protection mm-hmm. covers everybody inside. And the, the entire land, and then they kind of bounce off of it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like an intention, a visualization that you're kind of setting that that yeah. bubble of protection around it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Since you understand the Reiki thing, it's all intent. Yeah. Yeah. Energy and flows where intention. Yeah, absolutely. Having that higher the universe vibration. Universe got to agree. Mm-hmm. So I know um, a couple of you guys in your questions had talked about the Wedmore place. And I know, Joe, you had just brought that up. So tell us a little bit more, like, what is that place? And what was that investigation like for you guys? Um, so Wedmore, um, yeah, we, were, we were called in by a hotel to come down and investigate uh, it's down in Williamsburg we were the first team to come in uh, that they had come in uh, a one of our team members that's on hiatus for a little bit uh, calls in would you say hiatus would that be a good term uh, Donnie for? <laughs> he's taking a break um, he actually uh, talk to him about us, and uh, he joined us on that investigation. Um, as soon as we hit the property, I think as soon as we stepped out of our cars, you just felt the energy um, in the land. It wasn't even, it, it was like there was just portals all over the place. You could just feel this uh, surge going through you. Would that be a good explanation of it? 
Uh, that is, I think, how I would put it. Um, it was intense. It, it wasn't. There's some. There's a lot of spirits there. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of spirits there. Uh, Donnie, what would you call the feeling as soon as you walked out of the car? Down at Widmore. The land was charged. Yeah. And the spirits we met there were actually uh, from the land. Yeah. Okay. Whitmore is actually a hotel there in uh, Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. That are uh, another, my psychic medium, who is also on hiatus part of the time, uh, got a call and put us in to, hey, come investigate and like, you've come with us. Um, all of us were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was That's amazing. where young Joe came up with a whole bunch of pictures of the yeah. shadows behind us, mm-hmm. shadow walking into this one area through the courtyard. I mean, the young man was picking up some stuff left and right. It was in fact, one of the, a lot. One of the, one of the, one of the ghosties just loved him because he reminded her, reminded her of her husband. Oh man! Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, they love love the cameras so much. They told me to turn them off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they told me to turn them off in an EVP. Like I picked up a clear EVP walking down one of the hallways of a female voice saying, "Turn the camera off." Wow! And then later, when we were in the room, uh, our psychic medium there he uh he looked at me and he said, "They want you to turn the cameras off." <laughs> So it was, uh, there was, a, and there was a lot of interesting stuff. The, uh, oh, there's a lot of interesting, I mean, like the, the one that's still, I mean, I watch it every so once in a while is the, the full body figure apparition. I don't know what you want to call it that was caught behind me during an SD session. Yeah. Um, oh, the one outside the window. Yeah. And when we were in the uh, yeah. library. I was sitting yeah. by the poker table. That, that one, was in the window. That was yeah. the creepy thing in the window. Yeah. yeah. That was a good catch. That yeah. was a really good catch. Yeah, uh, that one, still, every time I watch it, it's like goosebumps, air raises. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was a lot, a lot of EVPs, a lot of <laughs> interesting stuff that I caught that I can't, I mean, spent hours and hours trying to debunk every little aspect that I caught on these cameras when certain things moved and responded in ways to questions. Like it was almost clear that it wasn't like anything that I could debunk, you know, like there was uh, a point where uh, Benny invited a, uh, you know, the spirit to sit next to him on the couch and you can watch an orb shoot directly under the table immediately after he asked that question and it's just kind of odd you know those kind of occurrences and there was just a lot that went on that night that i have zero explanation for mm-hmm. and it just it, it's baffling when you go back and you look at it all and you know, click back and look through the pictures and you're like i i can't explain it yeah there, there was it, it was all night it was full activity um from the moment we got there 
To the moment we left. To the moment we left, yeah, Joe and I were, I went down for a cup of coffee, we sat in the courtyard, and we just, I felt something that was around us, and uh, the only thing I had on me was my phone, so I used uh, Necrophonics, which is about one of the only apps that I, I've used, uh, and I started using that, and we were picking up stuff, and I was like, oh, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> I was recording it all on my phone with my phone's camera and yeah. through that we picked up even an EVP and that yeah. clearly said get out. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we were told to get out a couple times that night from certain rooms. <laughs> <laughs> in in not so nice manners either. <laughs> yeah. Like leave us alone. Um well yeah I guess that's well, they got they kinda of got brutal there for a bit and we're like, oh no, you gotta be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little um, but it was uh, it was very charged, very interesting place. I uh, the thing that bothers me about it is I want to go back because every time I look at videos and listen to those EVPs, I find different things, and there's like this drawing in me that drawing me back there, so I'm trying to stay away from it right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it is really, it sort of bothers me at times that it's that strong to say, hey, I, I need to go back there. Um, that's my feeling. Uh, I, I know Donnie's been in a lot worse places than that, but um, there is something there, uh, and there's a lot of different stories going on there, which really makes it interesting to me. But then there's that figure that's outside mm -hmm. that we have an idea but we're not sure uh, the picture of Carl was that we captured I don't know if you saw that one maybe should have that was uh, really interesting to me because I've tried to look at that several different ways to figure out what would cause that distortion and to change the way he looked so drastically and I cannot cannot figure that out. I can't figure out how that that face became his. There's there's no explanation from, from, from my point of view. I'm Joe maybe or, or Donnie, I don't know. I mean I, that was one of those ones I sent out because I couldn't explain the picture that came off the camera. You know, I spent uh I don't know, like going through pictures it's hours and hours trying to figure out if it was you know light refraction if i can see in one of the burst shots if one thing looks one way and one thing looks another but then you have a burst shot that does show some of the distortion but not to that extent and then it goes to that extent in the same frame of bursts with the face distortion and everything in there it I can't explain why it got more intense and more predominant over his face, why the face changed, you know, uh, when everything remained the same through that 30 seconds first shooting on the camera. What were you shooting with? Uh, it's uh, my Nikon. Uh, it's a, uh, the, what's it? Uh, it's a, it's a D series. Well, it's a D5, uh, 3500. So it's just the oh, DSLR. Really, really similar to what I have, actually. I, I really like my Nikon. Yeah. Those are good, really good cameras. Yeah, so I 
use that for you know doing just all the standard pictures and i'll just shoot bursts all night long with that and i'll open the shutter cool. you know i'll just open her up wide and you know take a whole bunch of you know dark see what you get just see what i get in the dark yeah. some things come up some things don't yeah um yeah. then cool. camera wise i mean we're simply recording on a little i mean i'm actually using it right now to talk you know for my video here is my regular camera that i record everything with it's a little IR camera from Amazon. Shoots uh, two and a half K, so just under four K video quality. Yeah. Um, I have a little full spectrum camera that we'll take out there. Uh, we use GoPros, uh, body cameras. Uh, See, that, that that kind of stuff is is interesting to me, and I think it's important to to mention. You guys are not like spending eight thousand dollars on on equipment. This is this is equipment anybody can get. You know, no, I mean, this, isn't, this is not stuff that, twenty dollar you know, twenty dollar voice recorder, fifty dollar yeah. camera from Amazon, and you know, it would want EMF detector. Now, obviously, the better quality equipment, and the more you spend on it, the more stuff you may, or the better quality you may pick these things up on. But I mean, add a little microphone to the top of this little camera, and I mean. We were at Fleetwood Church with Donnie's charged sword that he had going on the table, and I've got an EVP that came right off the camera that says "chop him," and then you hear him draw the sword, and you yeah, just hear the metal clink. Just what was interesting about that was go pick that EVP up on his camera. My Olympus EVP recorder picked up the sword sound three times. And my body camera picked up the same sound because uh, I had my body camera on a stationary. Uh, it's actually really time. cool. We've been able to coordinate between our cameras too a couple times on some of the evidence that we've gathered where like I've picked up something that was said and then was sitting around watching some of the videos that dad had and he picked up the exact EVP that I had on one of my cameras. So being able to kind of hop between the equipment like that and get the correlation is really, really neat. That's that is very cool. For sure. um, and not to say that we don't use other equipment, so don't get that wrong. You know, we do yeah. use, um, Donnie has tripwires, he has tons of equipment. Uh, I just bought a Basm uh, camera and, and light. Um, you know, we try different things, but again, it's not, like I said, we're not spending you know, $2,000 on a piece of equipment that we don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. But even yeah. using equipment, you have to correlate that. And that's one of the, that's one of the cool things that we, we got going with this. And this is why I have, I just bought a whole bunch of more uh, body cameras, uh, some mini cameras. If I can correlate what we pick up, then we know that that's more evidence or something there. And if you add between what Donnie feels or what I feel, uh, like the last time we were in Fleetwood Church, Donnie and I both got what we call the uh, the the cold, uh, the spirit cold, or, or you know, the, uh, they they sort of just went up right up our backs, and it was only we got cold right up our backs. It was only on our backs, nothing in the front, and we know those spirits are pretty much harmless there. So it was, uh, you know, I think they were just saying hi to us, but <laughs> mm -hmm. but both of us at the same time, and mm -hmm. it was really it was really interesting and. Uh, our guests thought it was interesting as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you called it a a charged sword. What what do you exactly mean by that? It was a trigger item. It oh. yeah, it was a trigger item. Okay. I brought a Civil War uh, replica of a uh, uh, cavalry soldiers, and I hooked up uh, from a friend of mine, Ben the Builder. Uh, he made a spectrum detector. <laughs> so with two alligator clips, you hook it up to a, a proximity meter to the metal, and then stand back and watch it go nuts, and it went nuts. <laughs> Yep. Oh, okay. To the point where it was interfering with everything else we were doing that night. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, so you talk about equipment. What was really neat? Um, we get to Fleetwood, my son and I, and I had this idea sitting at my house because you see all these stuffed animals that they make that are motion detection and stuff like that. And I said, "Huh, we use cat balls a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen a cat ball. You have to touch it to move it or to light up. Just okay. a little ball of cat balls." But the only way it lights up is if you, if you actually physically touch it. So my, me and my son were driving down. I said, you got a stuffed animal at your house. He said, I don't know. So we found one. We found one here. I said, what I want you to do is cut the stuffed animal up. Let's put these cat balls inside of it and see if this will actually work. And we put the cat balls in. We, we turned them on. And uh, we tested it in the car. And it was, you had to touch it for the lights to go off. And I think it went off two times, Donnie, down at the church. Uh, that yeah, I caught it once on camera going off. Yeah. Oh, okay. At one point. It went off a couple times. See it in the background go off. Yeah. So, simple. It went off a couple times. I, that was the, the crazy part. You guys did good with just creating that on the way there. Yeah. I mean, just a simple couple dollars, couple cat, cat toys and a stuffed animal. And, uh, you know, it, was, it worked. We were. It was an experiment, and it paid off. <laughs> so. Yeah, it did. Now, I'm I'm always interested when I hear somebody talking about using the Estes method. That's that's a, a relatively recent, you know, in the grand scheme of things, innovation and in the kind of stuff you folks do. Uh, for anyone who's not familiar with what that is, uh, you guys mind giving us the broad strokes for the for the sake of people who don't know. It's uh, sight deprivation, besides we're already in the dark, but you put a blindfold on them, you give noise counseling headphones, and then you either plug them into the phone with uh, EchoVox or the uh, SP uh, spirit boxes, or uh, Joe's got something, the uh, Necromancer or some shit. Necrophonic. Uh, they sit there without being able to see anything or hear anything. You ask questions, and they announce what they're hearing to the answers. It's it's kind of cool. And what what kind of results have you folks had with with that kind of method? Um, well, I'll tell you. I have actually gotten names at Fleetwood Church of uh, dead spirits. <laughs> That came through. Uh, we actually got names. We did research, and they were actually real people uh, that had fought in the Civil War. So we had Joe hooked up. Joe or Carl? I think it was Carl hooked up at Widmore, and Denny put spirit box on as well. We took it a little lower so we, we couldn't hear it. And Carl was saying the same thing that the spirit box was saying. We were getting the same exact answers uh, out of it, yeah, which was really 
really interesting to have two devices do the same thing. Yeah. Well, especially with the two spirit box, yeah. two spirit boxes, because the way they they scan through the radio signals to generate their word, you know, to get it's the words, random. It's right. completely so, randomized. That seems so unlikely. Well, and That's you're talking two different devices. So the you what Denny was using on his was his fo- was an app on his phone. He was using oh, a spirit yeah. bot a- a- app actually. Yeah. And Carl was listening through in his SD session to one of the SP spirit boxes. So the fact that these two completely randomly generating and chopping sequences of events happened and correlated was just completely unexplainable and kind of a really neat improving factor to, you know, a little bit more onto that SD session of it. The last time at Fleetwood, uh, he had three conversations going on to <laughs> uh, the SD box. We were standing out there trying to figure out which one is she talking to at this point in time. Uh, even Donnie, I think, got a little confused there for a little bit. It, it happened in mine, too, a little bit. There was a couple yeah. different... It was a handful of different yeah. responses and voices that you were hearing at once. And I mean, I've been jumped out of both of mine. Uh, both times I've been in uh, gone under SD sessions, I have left them because of not feeling right or not uh, at uh, Wedmore. It was a, uh, a I, the actual like white noise that we were hearing. It completely changed. Um, it stopped being like a traditional white noise. Changed into almost like a sawing sound. Um, made me really uncomfortable. Everything kind of got really uneasy. I pulled myself out at that point. And then when we were at uh, uh, Fleetwood, uh, I jumped out of that one there because I felt something approach me when I was sitting on the, uh, I'm not exactly sure what you call like the balcony level of the church, but I was in that portion of it alone and felt someone walk across the floor right to my chair. And you can hear it clear as day in my camera. You can hear the stomping right up to the chair where I was sitting. Um, I wish we'd had a camera on that. We did. You I, were it, so cool going, I've had enough. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was, it, it got really, it was really unexplainable. Like I said, I, you know, like you, you just all of a sudden felt the floor vibrating around you and I could feel the steps. I couldn't hear them because all I could hear in my head was, you know, the white noise and the static and everything like that. But I could feel the floor around me vibrating like someone was getting close and when I took it off, they're all the floor below me. So it was, uh, and like I say, catching the stomps and the footsteps on the camera was another really neat little kind of correlation to how I felt behind it all. It's, um, you do have to be careful with it. I do say that we only allow us to go in about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Fleetwood, I, I sort of went out at Fleetwood Things seem to seem to like to touch me, <laughs> um, and I sort of went out. Uh, he jump when somebody touches me too. Shut up, <laughs> uh, This is twice they made me jump these days. But uh, I went. Something is opening my hand and holding it at Fleetwood, um, and I was sort of just blank. I, I sort of blanked out. Um, I could feel something holding my hand. I can. 
feel like they said I can hear footsteps behind me and I even asked that question with somebody behind me. Um, that was Buford. That was Buford. Mm-hmm. I and I think Buford was yeah. in my hand and uh, we actually caught a stick figure on uh, SLS that we have. Yeah. Um, but when we do an SDS, when we do an Estes method, I don't want anybody in there for more than five minutes. Yeah. Because it does scramble your brain. That so when I come up and touch them, there's quite a fun reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I found the video on the last video I put up. I did. Hey, I don't joke about it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's beyond just listening to what's coming through. I'm, I've, I've seen it just like Dana Newkirk doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Hellier and stuff. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's, it's channeling, like you're receiving energy. So I can understand why you're kind of setting some limits of, you know, this is a, a short time period. You're, we're not in here yeah. for hours. Um, Donnie mentioned our second meeting, uh, Danny, uh, when he was at, he has channeled, he channels a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've had to pull him out. And even at Widmore, we had to pull him out. Because um, at one point, I was like, we got to get out. I was sitting next to him. I was the one next to him when he was doing his session. And uh, you could tell he was starting to go uh, a little too deep. And I think Donnie, you've done that before with him too. And when you guys were investigating all the time. Correct? Bumped into a few things. Yeah, so you do have to be careful with it. Um, I did some research on it before I started doing it, before I wanted to try it, and uh, I'll tell you, it seems to work. And like you said, you do channel that energy. Yeah. Anything we try a little bit, of everything when everything kind of crosses the streams and acts nicely, it's quite heartwarming and it's addictive. Yeah. You want to go back and do it again. Especially when you go back and do history and you find that the names you got, the feelings you felt all coincide with history, then it's like, wow. Yeah. And then, then at the end of it all, you've helped somebody. Yeah. The main thing is to keep my crew safe because you can get attachments. Yes. And you can if you know your crew well enough. Watch their eyes. Watch the mannerism. If it changes, it's time to go outside for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Regroup and smudge. Mm-hmm. Has any? I was going to ask if anyone's ever brought anything or anyone home with them. <laughs> I have plenty of times. You have. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you got to know yourself too. You know if you've got an attachment or not. Right. If you're starting to feel weird and agitated for no reason, then you know much. And if that don't get rid of it, then you got to have a backup. I've got a backup with uh, what do they call themselves healing something. But Lisa Glennie is always there if I need her, and she she'll go. Oh yeah, you got an attachment. Mm-hmm. And She'll chase them off. But usually we try to spiritually put a globe, a bubble, whatever, shine over all of us before we go in. If anybody like uh, Carl had an issue at uh, Wedmore, yeah. uh, I think we all did before. And before we all left, in fact, 
It was JoJo and I stayed, and we smudged that that night before we went back in. And I smudged Denny and Carl before they left. Oh, so it's, it's it's all preparation and you know yeah. managing smudged, up afterwards. I think we smudged Carl two or three times that night. Yeah, well, that the one entity yeah. kept wanting to attach to him. Yeah, that that one thing wanted to keep going after him. Some reason it like him, um, but yeah, um, you have to know yourself. Um, I haven't had anything really attached to me. My problem is like I told Donnie when I, I talked to Donnie one week and I said, uh, "I get dreams." I had something call my name out a couple times in the middle of the night. I mean, and it wasn't wasn't a dream. It was a scream. It, you know, it was like right next to me. You could hear it loud as loud as day. And uh, but then I just roll over and tell him leave me alone. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> um, but that's that's one of the things you have to be worried about is something coming home with you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever encountered during your investigations or in real life, I guess, um, anything that was like a non-human energy? Yeah. I was shoved off the staircase. I've been scratched. Oh. I've been bitten. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was not an elemental, which is not really a human entity, but Elemental with me in the Indian aspect, they're just nature spirits. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there are some others that shadow figures and all. Not all of them are pleasant. I won't say demon because that gives them power. Okay. But there's some there's some negative energy out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After all the years, it's like if you've ridden, been riding horses, if you haven't been kicked, stepped on, thrown, bitten. You haven't been doing it long enough, and I've I've had it all happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not, and I've even had attachments, like I said earlier. Yeah, it's not really it's it's fun, but it's not to be taken lightly. Yeah, no, and I I think you know if if you sense things, um, you know when there's something that's not pleasant in the room. There is a distinct difference. Um. And we're always cognizant of that. Uh, I know I am, and I know if I feel something that's not right, I always go to Donnie and say, hey, what are you feeling? Uh, to verify uh, something is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, that case up in Pennsylvania, when I called him in the room, I called him in the room for a specific reason, because I knew there was something wrong. Something was really bad in that room. Uh, it wasn't a it was more the negative energy coming off the child that we, that we helped, but um, you could feel it. And even the uh, the lead for ISD that invited us, that I called them in, and she said the same thing that I thought was happening. So uh, you always have to be aware of that distinct feeling between the two. You can tell when something wants to leave you home, and things don't want to. Now, sometimes they'll do tricks on you, but that's another story. <laughs> this is all really interesting to me that that you guys have you know been able to record the things you may able to record 
you, you obviously you've got some some innovation to you, and you know, the the consistency is is interesting to me as well. Um, do you have, and, and it's possible, you know, there's three of you on this interview, so it's very possible we're going to have four different responses to this out of three people because, you know, that's just how humanity works and, you know, opinions are interesting. That's part of why we do this is opinions are interesting. Um, whenever you folks do something like what you're explaining, you, you kind of made passing reference a couple times to kind of having something move on. What does that mean? And and where do you think they're moving on to? Or do you have a, an opinion on that? You, I mean, you don't, you're not obviously not required to have an opinion, but I'm curious about what you think it is. Well, sometimes there's spirits that I've run across is some of them are trapped there briefly because they had a tragic ending. They didn't. Some of them don't even know they're dead. We don't even ask them. And some of them want to cross over. Some of them want to stay where they're at because that's their home and that's where they want to be. Uh, so if you get the opportunity, if somebody wants to cross over, you do whatever you can to help them. Prayers. You open the door with Reiki. Uh, stuff like that. If you run into a, a negative entity, you smudge, you throw some Reiki at them, get them out of the house, protect the house. I mean, it's, it all depends on the spirit. Some spirits just, they're there, they just want to tell the story. They've been forgotten. And so when you, you get that, then it's like a um, graffiti house. We called him the angry spirit. Because at a certain time at night at a graffiti house, it was shut down. And nobody would be able to speak. There was only one officer at a graffiti house, and that's Michael Bowman. Well, this other guy was just a private in, in infantry. But he was so angry that he lost his leg and died there and didn't get to go home to North Carolina again. So he was he just wanted a story to be told. And after that, people responded to him being there. They could investigate a little bit longer. But it's just that some of them just need the story to be told. Some of them just need to be acknowledged when you're doing renovations. I had a friend of mine. She made a mistake of joking. She lives in her grandparents' house uh, and joked that it'd be better just to burn it down and build it again when they started the renovations. And all kinds of activity happened with her. I'm like, do you need me? She goes, no, I know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I should have never said I was going to burn the house down. They did renovations and everything cooled down. It's just, it's a weird coalition, you know. It's like you can have some negatives you got to push out. You got some people who just want to be known. Mm -hmm. People who just want the story to be told, to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean, it's it's the crazy part and so many aspects of this field. And none of us are experts. We just kind of try not to cross the streams, but when they cross, we just do it. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, Go, Jeff. Yeah, I think for me, um, I agree with Donnie 100%. There's all different reasons why they haven't moved on or if they even want to move on. 
but I think the biggest thing to remember um, with that is that when it, it's awful to it's true. Um, spiritual achievement, obviously, uh, for the most part, right? And their beliefs still go with them. So I think each one to pass on to whatever they believe in this world is what you have to look at. So if you look at uh, somebody from the 1800s, say that's still lingering and and they want to pass on or you want to help them pass on, you got to look at, you know, what was their religion? Were they Protestant? Were they Catholic? How did that help? Did they, were they Native American? That's, you know, how do you help them pass on? What's the, the avenue to help them pass on if you want to help them pass on or if they want to pass on? I think some just don't want to leave. They're, this is their familiar. They're familiar, right? This is what they want to do and they want to, they want to stay here. Um, but if they do, you just have to look for that thing that allows them to pass on. Because, you know, you see the movies or you see the TV things and it's like, go towards the light. Uh, well, not everybody sees the light. <laughs> some, um, you know, if, if you're somebody that believes in Einstein's theory that we're all made of energy and energy just floats away and never dies, that's that's a whole different aspect, right? How do you send somebody on their way, right? They'll never technically leave. Uh, so there's all different types of ways to do it. But uh, I agree with Donnie, you have to find that thread that's, if that spirit wants to move on, you have to find what will allow them to move on or what's keeping them here. So Within forth. their own context, then. Yes. Uh, to me, that's, that's the thing that... They still kind of retain that individuality. You know what I mean? Each each person is, you know, still has their own, you know, beliefs, thoughts, and, you know, their individuality at that point, you know, in this end, when passed. Now, whether you believe you move on, whatever it is, I mean, for me, it's, you know, part of the reason why I'm, why I like doing this is to get those answers because I don't know what it is when we move them on, you know? Where do they go? I mean, only the dead kind of know that answer, you know, and they don't really tell many tales. We're trying to piece <laughs> that together. You know, that's kind of like the whole point, you know, like for me, that's the driving factor is, you know, you kind of don't know. Um, yeah. You know, you want to, you know, for me, it's, you know, we want to believe that we're always pushing them to, you know, the light to a good destination. But, you know, the reality is we don't know kind of what happens once we go through that door mm -hmm. you know but helping you know kind of go bouncing off like you know the energies and emotions and you know you think about the amount of energy that your emotions put off and these you know entities and spirits can be seen you know just simply as like that emotional energy attachment to those places and like donnie said they need their story told they need to be heard they want you know, they want to be recognized. Some of them don't want to be bothered, you know, and it's, it's, it's that, you know, individuality of that person, you know, and where they go, you know, that's, that's kind of, I think on, I would say the individual investigator on what they believe as to where they cross to, you know, because at the end of the day, we'll never know. When I open the door, I want them to go to the place that's best for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my aspect. And you guys have watched me do some crazy stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I said I agree totally with Donnie. If we open that door, um, uh, you want them to go to what where they feel comfortable. Yeah. And if, if you leave them to say that there's bales upon bales upon bales, you can open the door and they can go to a different place. And unfortunately, maybe there are some that can see beyond that first bale, but I think the further you get down that line, I think it sort of stops. Right? I don't think you can fully see what's out there. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, it, it, and just really upset what Jeff said, and, and what I've said, it, it still is on that individual. It's just like me saying to you, hey, I'm going to go down to the street to, you know, the bowling alley. You know, I don't want to go to the bowling alley. I'm, I'm going to go this way, right? <laughs> I'm going to go to, uh, to the park instead. Um, it's all on the individual which way they want to go. Mm -hmm. How much of this, um, the energy you encounter is conscious energy versus like residual energy? There's a big difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that, one thing I ask people uh, when they first contact us and they talk about a certain noise, certain feeling, certain reactions, paranormal activity, does it happen at certain times or what? Because you can have residual, which is just like a skip in a record. It'll happen the same time, that certain day, all the time, and it never changes. But then you have uh, intelligent haunting, and they're going to mess with you. They're going to rattle the, the cabinets, open close stuff just to be recognized. But a residual is like a skip in a record or anything like that. It's going to repeat itself. It's just an etch in. It's like a. Uh, what do you call it? Almost it's like, like an if they have a regular if they have a regular routine in a house that they you'll see this apparition go through and walk through a wall. Well, if you go back and do uh, research, that wall wasn't there. It was a staircase, you know? So it's residual. It's just them doing the same thing day in and day out. That's their thing. Or like I've had a person say that they were in the barracks and there was a gunshot at a certain time at certain days. And it was the guy that committed suicide. Yeah. And that, that he was no longer there, but that energy was stuck there. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's hard to understand and explain. Yeah. It's, they fall into. Did I make any sense? You did, absolutely. No, yeah. thank you. It's like it's the, as Donnie said, silver tune. And I, I would think it, it varies from place to place, obviously. I will tell you, um, Fleetwood, Widmore, definitely intelligent because we got, we got responses that correspond to what we knew about the place and to questions that, you know, you get intelligent responses back. If I ask a question and all of a sudden we get a response back either to a flashlight session or something like that. And it continues, and we ask the same question later, and we get the same thing again. It it sort of tells you that there is some type of intelligence mm -hmm. to it. Uh, where I think the residual, they're really not going to respond to you because they don't even know you're there half the time. 
right? They're not gonna they're not gonna bother with you. Yeah. They're there to do their routine and, and do what they feel comfortable with. Um uh, I've been around mostly intelligent spirits. Uh, when I did one one was my grandfather and and then uh, my cousin had a uh, little nasty uh intelligent ghost around his house. He was he was he was mean. He did commit suicide in, in our house. Uh, but he was he was mean to them at times. Started off with pranks and then started getting a little meaner after a while. They had the house blessed and he moved on eventually. Um, but yeah, I think it is a. Uh, I've seen a lot of intelligence. I've seen a lot of residuals. I think it's a mix. Mm-hmm. I think Donnie disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> He's ghosting us. He's ghosting us. <laughs> what I know you shared a lot of different stories already tonight, but do you I want to hear from everybody. Like what's your favorite or like craziest paranormal story that you've experienced? Oh, that's my craziest. It's one of my more meaningful ones. Um, so my mother was also able to feel things. And uh, we were, my son was there with us. We were on vacation. I, I traveled overseas for my job quite a bit. And uh, we went to Italy for a vacation, and my mother came with us. And at the end of the trip, we stayed in this little hotel in the middle of Rome. And uh, it was like an old chateau. And from the moment I walked in there, I was like very uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, but new, just an odd feeling. Uh, and my mother never said anything to me. And uh, so we go up and we go to bed that night. And all through the night, I can just, I hear things and I'm feeling things. I'm like, this is. This place is haunted as heck, right? Next morning, my mother gets up. She looks at me. She says, you know, this place is haunted, right? And I just looked at her, and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why is that the weirdest thing? Is it's the most, um, for me, it's an attachment with my mother, uh, mm-hmm. which is, is really, uh, really interesting uh, to me to see that we still have that connection like that, even at that, that, that time. And that's where I think I got some of my my stuff from. Sensitivity. And that was funny that night because Joe thought the the noise was coming from upstairs was coming in my room. Oh, that night. Which is right cool. next to the there. And oh, it kept coming through. I'm like, man, I'm tired. Please, I had cameras going. I'm like, just let me sleep. And as, if you've ever been in a location. There's a thing I call paranormal cold. Yeah. That's bone chilling. It just creeps right on in. I just throw a blanket on. And it still was creeping in because I wasn't paying attention. So the next morning, I go, did you know that noise upstairs? I'm like, no, it's in my room. <laughs> well, that sounds at Woodmore. We kept, I told you that place was so active. Even during the night, Joe and I were sleeping, and we heard furniture moving, dragging of stuff going across the floor and come to find out Donnie was hearing that and had the paranormal colds all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, in that place, I was wedged in between two two ghost places. The one downstairs in the trash room was right underneath my room, and the one above we investigated that had activity. And it was like I was sandwiched right there. I'm like, okay, this is a great place for me. <laughs> it was like, oh, man, come on, guys. I had people coming out of the bathroom. I had people coming out of the other room. There's like all kinds of noise and shuffling. I was like, I'm tired, man. It's <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Something's <laughs> 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 <I'm> slack. <laughs> then it got really cold. And I'm like, no, another blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Well, I could sleep through it. I just had to tell them, hey, man, I know you're here. Right yeah. now I'm tired. I get to, I get to go. And then they threw that cold at me. I'm like, enough, guys. Come on. <laughs> I've felt that cold before. <laughs> it's off the hook, isn't it? It yeah, is off the hook. For sure. The only way I can explain it is a paranormal cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It I just mean, digs right in. Yeah. It's ice. It's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, Young Joe, do you have a favorite story you want to share with us? Uh, I don't know, they've all been rather interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, like, uh, I think back to like the first time, like, I ever like got put into a place that was just incredibly off the chains was uh, when I was younger, I took a uh, trip with a family friend uh, with one of my friends and his parents. We went uh, to Auschwitz and we did a tour of the concentration camp and the entire time was just, uh, I mean, it was an experience I'll never forget. It was intense from the moment you got on the road to go there you know until you left it was it was wild i mean as a kid you know i felt you know walking down one of the halls in the women's uh corridor where they had all the women housed you were walking through all the jail cells and you'd feel three or four different people pulling on your shirts from inside those cells there was a point where you could almost hear like residual screaming it was it was a really like intense kind of place and time you know and that kind of opened me up to you know the the idea of the spirit world and you know what lies there and then started filtering in all of these questions of Mm -hmm. the you know and what drives me to this point today you know it's just trying to find answers to those questions of what happens next, you know, you know, what all, you know, I mean, I think that's like everyone's question on the, you know, whether they want to admit it or not, you know, it's always in the back of your mind is what's next, you know? Yeah. And this kind of, I mean, for me, the hope is that, you know, it'll help compile those answers. If not, you know, it'll help generate answers for people who are dealing with stuff that they can't explain. You know, maybe we can help provide them those answers, you know, and help alleviate their, you know, their stresses and stuff like that. So, yeah, but that was like my, like I said, my kickoff for it all was getting to go there and step on that. In that place, it was just the the most intense time 
you know, I can think of in my entire life on the paranormal it. level. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that energy would would have heavy. felt like. Heavy, yeah, heavy. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that... when he was there. Yep, I remember him coming back from that, and he was not a. He did not like it at all. Yeah. No, there was there was nothing to be liked about. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, is, like I said, the energy and stuff there, the way you felt, the things you heard, like, <laughs> you know, you almost felt like you were going crazy too. You know, like because like it's like, did I just hear somebody? Like there ain't nobody there. Did I just feel somebody? Like I swear, I just felt somebody touch the back of my head or like the back of my shirt or pull on my shirt or. And you look around and there's no one to be found. So it's just, and then, you know, the paranormal chills every time you walked into a different room, you just yeah. hairs stand up on their ends, you get goosebumps all over, you're cold to the core. And yeah, I, and it, like every five minutes that's going on there. So, and like I said, that kind of sparked my interest into the whole other side of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that if it is possible for something to create a psychic stain on a place, that would be the kind of thing that would do it. Oh yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. So, Donnie, the question I asked them um, was if they had like any like favorite paranormal stories that have happened or like just the craziest experiences. So what would that be for you? <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> uh, really over the years, uh, like I said, being shoved off the staircase was very much fun. And then I was after that, uh, I was told I'm not to do a base reading in the house by myself anymore. Uh, and it took Three, two or three days to get rid of that entity. And apparently we found out that somebody had actually used the Ouija board and didn't close it properly. Uh, other than that, uh, every, every investigation is a new one. I mean, I learned something from every, every place I've been about the people that were there, the people that are, are there, that are alive. And just uh, the interaction with the spirits. It's, to me, as you know, Reiki is all spiritual, so you can get me with that. So, like, it's... Uh, there has been some really crazy places I've been and seen. Uh, some of them I can't mention, but what I can say, if you guys want to uh, look at the Spirit Guys Paranormal YouTube page... We have that also. Uh, we were at an old plantation house, and that's where the first shadow being came up behind me. I felt something in the hallway of this old mansion. Stepped out to take a picture, and all of a sudden, I was engulfed by a shadow. Oh, wow. And you can see it move all the way up. <laughs> it took me out, and then it went right up to the ceiling. It didn't attach. And that was not one of my attachments. One attachment I got was at uh, St. Albans oh. in uh, Radford. And it was a nurse's station. And one of my team members, Krista, 
goes, Donnie, come in with me. I'm like, yeah, okay. What do you feel? I said, uh. She goes, touch this. And I did. And she and I both came back with an attachment. <laughs> so, and we had it removed, but it's just, how do you explain it? It's the empath and the sens- sensitive in us that really draws us to certain areas. And sometimes I get, uh, I'm not sure I'm a psychic or not. I get flash cards of pictures. Do you understand what that means? Mm-hmm. Uh, of events, things, and it's, and it takes me a little while to put it all together to figure out what the hell did you just see? <laughs> but yeah, not not too many places scare me, but they've all been uniquely weird. I mean, uh, sorry, I've been doing it too long. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say you no know, really spooky stuff. I mean, we did a transatlantic lunatic asylum and. We're watching that at the end of the hallway, and you can see the old-fashioned exhaust fans at the end with the light coming through. We're seeing this dark shadow come at us, and it keeps getting closer and getting bigger, and it's getting closer and getting bigger because it's pitch black. And all of a sudden, like, duck, it's a bat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Unless it touches me, scratches me or anything, it really... It doesn't phase me. Yeah. I guess I've just gotten too callous to it anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand them. I want to experience them. I mean, the first cold hand I felt was from a child on my butt. And it was a dead child. And I'm like, there was nobody behind me in this location. <laughs> and But we had, uh, if you're uh, familiar with the Boo Bear... Mm-mm. Or boo buddy, it's a uh, EMF detecting doll. Okay, huh? A teddy bear. You sit on the ground. That was going off from that child. Yeah, and we got it on film. It was that was the best investigation we had. Uh, that was at Deep Creek Vintage. The place is no longer. After the lady moved out, the whole roof got blown off and everything else. But it was uh. Westview Manor, and this little child had been in there, and we're just standing there, and we're getting there's a thunderstorm off the hook and a full moon. That place was charged like crazy. We got hits from uh, K2s, Rooks, and all to the music of a Charleston in one room because one of you all wanted to ask because it was a speakeasy at one time downstairs. Uh, and we've got all kinds of activity that night. It was like really off the hook. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I think it's on YouTube. But it was like that night was just, then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, what was that? Uh, that was a cold hand on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I knew your hand. But then the, the boo bear was going off. It was like, okay. <laughs> But that night was, uh, as my friend said, I, I know the video's up there. My friend said, you got the epic because 
two of the team members had been there prior to us going there, and one was with us, one had passed away, and the spirit mentioned our passing friend. Oh, wow. So it was like, it's like, it was a tearful night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she thought the owner of the place, or the renter of the place, thought it was from the person who died on the end of the road in the car crash. No, it come out to be our friend. Wow. That she remembered. It was kind of like, it was a teary, teary night. Sure. I'm sure. Well, that's weirdness from my aspect. Joe, what do you got? Well, I, I, will, I will say this. One of the, He's one of the most unique things that has happened to me. Um, I've, I've had spirits talk to me. I've had... Uh, you could see it on SLS from Tennessee. I had a stick figure hanging around with me for like 15 minutes. He would disappear when other people came near me, and it would reappear after they left. <laughs> and, uh, but we were down at uh, Ferry Plantation, and uh, the host told us, hey, stand in front of this fireplace, and you'll feel this hand press against your back. So uh, the at all, he was going to try it. And he's trying. It's, it's weird. Sort of feel his hand. And I said, "Well, let's let's experiment, D." <laughs> I said, "I'm going to I'm going to ask some questions." And I said, and I told the spirit, "I said, if the answer is yes, push on D's back. If it's no, let her let her go." So she's standing in front of the fireplace, and I start asking questions, and she starts leaning into this fireplace. And you could feel it. You could feel his hand. And I was asking a question. She said, at one point, she didn't even hear what I was saying. She could just feel his hand going back and forth on it. And uh, she comes out of it. She's like, you got to try this. I said, okay. So I try it. She's asking, sure enough, I could feel his hand just pushing me as she's asking questions. Johnny comes in the room. I said, you got to try this. Just take our word for it. <laughs> I did it. It was cool. Yeah, it was also look. I had never felt like anybody pushed me towards. Her. I thought I was gonna face plant in the fire hearth. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And we had three other. There was another group with us that invited us to go with them, and we had their team. I said, just do this. I said, go in front of the fireplace, start asking questions, and see what happens. And that whole team who did it had the same feeling. The same thing happened to them. And we didn't tell them what would happen to them. We just said, go there and, and see what you get. Um, and the same thing happened to them. And it was like, that was just so cool. I never, yeah, I thought we were going to go right into the fireplace at one point. We'd have to tell them to lighten up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as soon as you asked the question, if it was a yes question, he pushed you in. That was very interesting. That is interesting. I always am interested in, in like, you know, methodology and stuff super super interesting to me um yeah this has been an awesome conversation for sure so john you're the skeptic and Brittany's the seeker yeah uh-huh. so with and, and i, I, right. I tried to, to kind of you know explain this a little bit you know from time to time uh by skeptic i um i feel like that word's been co-opted by debunkers a lot i'm not interested in disproving anything or anybody. Uh, I think that if someone has had an experience, they've had an experience and I'm not the person to tell them that they have not. 
what I am skeptical of is the kind of uh, conclusions that people tend to go to. Uh, I, I, I question um, the, the the kind of the bigger, you know, the, the bigger things like, you know, if somebody's talking about, you know, seeing something strange light in the sky and they, they go to nuts and bolts UFO and there's a lot of, you know, experiences out there that, that show that that's maybe not the most likely thing. Uh, I, I personally think that a lot of people's experiences that seem to be about very different things are probably a lot more connected than what we want to think they are. Um, and I just, I just feel like people jump to conclusions too much, but you know, by, by skeptic, never, never am I going to say that someone has not had an experience that they've had. Uh, we, we debunk ourselves quite regularly. Oh, yeah. in, in fact, it's funny that you mentioned the UFO thing. We didn't uh, usually uh, the team from the Thanksgiving on, we don't investigate as family time, but we got called a couple of years ago um, for an investigation at a house. And I stepped outside to have a cigarette and take a brief break because that place was full of EMF from the wiring and the land. And I went outside and I'm like, Hey man, do you see that? I'm like what? Look up. And then the guy ran inside, told everybody else to come out. It was Skylink. It looked like Santa Claus's uh, uh-huh. reindeers and all lined up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've seen some stuff before, but whoa. And then we got home with Skylink. <laughs> <laughs> so we debunked that, but it looked like it was Santa Claus for sure. It was <laughs> It's Christmas. Come on. It's got to be Santa Claus. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> but it, it, that's what happened that night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you have to be able to. Yeah, we, we go out, John. We go out of our way to debunk ourselves. Yeah. And you've heard John, you heard Joe and Joe say it. We, if yeah. we can't explain it, we put it out there and let you guys figure out what we got. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what we've always been. Uh, I think that's the only way you can do it. I mean, um, I've seen these people. I've seen other groups, other chat groups out there on Facebook and stuff, but. Uh, and they automatically go to the unexpected. But then you have the opposite where somebody automatically debunks something. Mm-hmm. Um, I told a, a lady once on chat, she posted a picture. And she said, oh, did anybody see this? I think it's my, my mother coming back. And, you know, I just want it. And she was really going off on this picture that she took. <clears throat> and this guy went out. And the first response she got, he just laid into her that, no, nope, that's, you know, um, that trick of the eye, what's that called? I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but he kept going on about the picture being, you know, it's a trick of the eye, if you're seeing things, blah, blah, blah. I, I actually sent her a, a message and I said, listen, since I can't tell you what it is, I wasn't there. I said, it's it's not for me to say I didn't take the picture, I can't be bucket, I can't prove it or, or, or prove that it's real. And I said, if you think that this is real, then let it be real for you. I said, that's that's the best answer I can give. And, you know, that made her really, she actually sent me a message back later. She, she actually thanked me for that. Because it made her really feel good because that's what she wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of it. I mean, you may not know if it's real or not. But as you said, John, you're not there to say it's not. 
you just say, you know, if you jump to that immediate conclusion, though, what are the other possibilities? Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the big things that you, that we do. We we never jump to that conclusion. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I feel like you guys take a very balanced approach. You are looking at it from all angles, using all of your resources, you know, not just your physical tools that you have, but your internal intuitive tools as well, you know, and I, I think that is a really good approach to take, you know, where you're looking at the whole view, not just narrowing in on this is the narrative, this is what we do, you know, we're the ghost people, right? Like, it, it's beyond that. We got to keep it real to help people. Absolutely. Some people don't want to hear what we have to say, but yeah, in the end, you know, it's better to hear the truth that some of the problem is the medication they're on or the kids' adolescence and puberty and there's turmoil in the family that stirs up stuff. I mean... Yeah. There's so many aspects to the paranormal that people don't understand. So if you can kind of get everybody on the same page, then it's all good. Yep. We bring healing to the family and yep. my hands got hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you're educating people, which is really important of like it just because you're experiencing something doesn't mean it's this. It could be this, which I think is is really helpful. It was like one house I did, uh, it was another hospital, Civil War hospital here in the local area, and uh, the dogs wouldn't go downstairs. And I'm like, and I was doing a face reading, I'm like, no wonder. Do you see what the EMF level is at this wiring right here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pegging. Your dogs are not going to want to pass that. Right. For sure. So it's it, you got to take the scientific aspect, the, the spiritual aspect, and just kind of mesh them together nicely as best you can. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we try to do, and that's the cool team I got. You guys have a very cool team. <laughs> I have very much enjoyed this conversation, and really appreciate you guys taking so much time to talk to us and answer our questions this is you know you're not supposed to have favorites but this has been one of my favorite interviews that we've done so thank you guys very very much yeah we really appreciate it take care Bye. bye later thank you so much for being here if you have a strange story you want to share with us email us at seekerandskeptic at gmail.com we look forward to talking to you soon 